hey, this show is going to be a little different in the sense that, well, Liz, it's more of a social commentary mm-hmm. show than it is a funny comedy show. Yes? Yes, but we're still going to bring the funny, Rick, because that's what our listeners expect. Yeah, I love to laugh, but today we're talking about the divide in not just the country, but in these small towns. Like, a lot of the infighting between mm-hmm. the left and the right, is uh, it's taken its toll yes. on, on the nation and right here in town. Too much extremism on one side and the other. Yeah, so you ready for a real spirited, fun conversation, Liz? We're hanging. Today's super fun conversation full of critical thinking is brought to you by... Perez Martial Arts. Come see us. And also by... Park Street Books and Toys. Read, play, unplug. Small Town Scuttlebots. Hey, Scuttlebuds and new, new listeners. I know you're out there from all over the world. We have someone from Indonesia. Welcome. Yeah, I noticed that. And we finally got a listener from Canada. What? Wait, what? Yeah. Are we that offensive? They're so nice up there. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's great. I love to see where people are listening. Mm -hmm. It's, uh... Canada's always been holding out. I'm like, what? they're just jealous because they're Canada and we're not. <laughs> Although I did see a meme that said Canada thinks they're now living ab- above a crack den or something like that. Yeah. Because our country's so messed up. So. <laughs> oh, is it? Is it really? I haven't, yeah, you yeah. haven't noticed? <laughs> I'm trying not to. I know. Okay, let's, uh, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Rick Fink Jr. This is my basement. We're in the Scuttlebutt studio. Mm-hmm. And across the table from me is Liz Daly. And even though we are in the basement, I'm not chained to a radiator. So <laughs> yes, yes. don't be nervous. <laughs> and I, I, I will let you make one phone call. <laughs> um, we have another guy that usually hangs out with us. His name's Mike Page, and he's really fun to hang out with when he can make it but he moved to Salem because he decided to get married and <laughs> his priorities are a little out of line but right now he and his wife are in the Azores so um hopefully having a lovely vacation yeah and, and selling the scuttlebutt to the Azorians are they Azorians it's a good question the I don't Az- know the Azoriites mm, I, don't know. I think Azorians yeah let's go with that one mm-hmm how are you doing? I'm great. Good. I had a lovely dinner with your wife last night. Yeah. So. She said, oh, you know, you're, you've got the kids for dinner tonight. I'm going out. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Who are you going out with? She said, Liz. I said, Liz who? She goes, who do you think? Who do you think? I'm like, How many Liz's are in your world? Oh, there's, there's plenty of Liz's. But I was like, what? What? She's my friend. She's like, she's my friend first. Friend poacher. She called me a friend poacher. So anyway, I just want to thank you for being the genesis for why I was alone with my kids all night. My pleasure. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to get you back. <laughs> so uh, we got so much to talk about today. We have fun here, but mm-hmm. some, from time to time, we lean more into the social commentary on things. Living in this town, this small town, and I know it's it's not like every small town. This is a privileged small town. And yeah, I'm going to self-proclaim it as such. Everyone here is highly educated and um, has a high net worth <laughs> bank account. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we do pretty well here. Yep. We also subsequently happen to be, I think, what, 95% white? Yeah, thereabouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give or take 5% wokesters who want to, like, cram it down my throat that I was wrong by a percentage point. It's <laughs> yes. I, I came from a middle-class town up in New Hampshire where not everyone went to college. Mm-hmm. Here, it's like, 
which Ivy League college right. are you going to? Right. Which which out of state university that costs seventy grand are you mm-hmm. going to? Because UMass wasn't enough for you. you right. Know? Yeah. I mean, I grew up in Waltham, which is a city, mm-hmm. and is culturally and socioeconomically very diverse. I graduated um, high school. There were four hundred kids in my class, and you know. None of us look the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's interesting because sometimes, like, if my kids are walking uptown and I go to meet them, I'm like, where are they? Like, they all look the same. And, like, Dan's introduced me to a bunch of guys that he's coached baseball with, and mm-hmm. I, can ne- I can't remember any of their – I can't put the faces with the names. I'm like, you all just sort of blend into one homogenous pot oh, that for is me. so racist. Isn't it? Yeah, all white people look the same. Is that what you're saying? Well, if you're, like, 5'10 and balding, in my mind, you do. Yes, and that's right. what most of them look like. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, let's uh, break. Let's just go through the show's format mm-hmm. as we usually do. We'll just uh, hit some Ushanka topics, just things that are going on in town that are a little contentious or um, kind of a problem that mm-hmm. that we need to address. Okay, and then we'll talk about this article that recently came out in the Boston Globe called "Us Versus Them and the Paradox of Education." The subhead reads, a political polarization in America is at a fever pitch, and highly educated people on both sides of the spectrum make it worse. Here's what we can do about it. The subhead really got me, the yeah. last part, because what can we do about it? Mm-hmm. So finally, finally, somebody who's speaking up is uh, saying, here's a problem, and uh, I got a solution that I think we all can consider, and I read them, it's great, and I'll let you uh, introduce that article later on, but why don't we hit that, Ushanka? Okay, Liz. The hat's in your, your All hands. All right, scuttlebuds. Let's see what's on our mind this week. First up, crisis in town. Mm. Okay. Which one? Well, I don't want to come in too hot, okay. you know, because it's a comedy show. And, um, you can you make know, anything funny. Oh, yeah, I want to keep it light. Mm-hmm. But there's a serious problem in this town. It's a serious problem for this town. Mm-hmm. I went to Starbucks, okay? Oh, no. And I asked to order a. Peach green tea lemonade, iced, right? They couldn't do it. You know why? Why? It's day two. They've been they've been out of lemonade. <gasps> what? I didn't even know it was such a thing. Yeah. Can they just like run over to Brothers and grab some lemons? You would think. You would think. <laughs> Especially for you, a preferred customer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they should have a plaque on the wall. I go there every day. But yeah, how long would it take to go across the street and just get some lemons? Is that a supply chain issue? No, like they don't have enough baristas to leave Starbucks to walk yeah. across the street? I'm working the register. I can't do it. Yeah. That is a travesty. Yeah. So, Did it ruin your day? Well, they asked if I want sweetener. I'm like, well, yeah, because you're out of lemonade. Did you say it like that? Of course I did. Of course <laughs> like I did. a 12-year-old girl? <laughs> yeah, but that, I do it for, you know. Yes, for dramatic for, effect. Do it for sport. Actually, one of the girls was laughing at me because... Mm-hmm. Um, they put white tape over the lemonade mm. part. I'm like, look, there's a conspiracy going on right there. There's a cover-up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they laughed. If they didn't laugh, I just point them and go, dad jokes. Right, right. <laughs> there's always an out, guys. If, if, <laughs> if a joke falls flat, we can fall back on being a dad. So wait, you have a Starbucks drink right now. Is that this is your desired? Iced? No. Oh. No, it's the iced peach green tea with sweetener. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'm sorry for Nat's out. I'm going to chew 
<laughs> the ice cubes right into the microphone. That's the ASMR portion of our <laughs> podcast, listeners. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Are you into that? Do you know what that? I've, no, I but Avery is my daughter. I don't know if it's like a thing. Like she was making ASMR videos in our driveway by crunching oh. on acorns, yeah. and I'm like, such a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah, it's a thing. It's we, a thing. Maybe we should explore that some other time. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's see what's next. Oh, here's a light one. Policing. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. So this one's my topic. Okay, and, wait, yes. wait. All right. For the Scuttlebuds at home that are just joining us, right, or maybe haven't, you're still catching up on some past episodes, Liz just unloaded on the Concord, Massachusetts Police Department for having an all-women's police shift, and she didn't feel comfortable with that. Her words, not mine, but I agree. Anyway, go ahead. So if you're really curious, listen to the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so in you know our small town, yep. there's a lot of things that people get up in arms about, and they find themselves on one side of a topic or, or the other. Mm-hmm. There's currently some scuttlebutt uh, involving the Midfield Police Department in this town, which I'm not going to get into. I'm not well-versed enough in in the issues to comment one way or the other. Mm -hmm. However, as we like to say in this podcast, we like to react to the overreactions of small-town problems. So this summer, my son, 14, and a bunch of his friends, um, including reverse cowgirl Susie from a previous episode, (laughs) (laughs) they have been... How's she doing? She's great. Good, good. (laughs) So... They've been going uptown to play wiffle ball at, at night and manhunt and whatever. So they were uptown one night, and apparently one of the bozos was hitting street signs with the wiffle ball bat. Mm-hmm. And so we get a text around 10 o'clock from Will. Hey, can you come pick me up in the CVS parking lot? By the time Dan gets there, there's three Medfield police cruisers in the CVS parking lot, lights on, talking to my son and his bozo friends. Now, I wish I was there for the arrival. Is it like the TV shows where, like, one comes in, you know, fishtailing, and the other one's... And the last one, he's the rookie. He smashes into the mailbox and then gets out. I mean, okay. And and if people who live in our town, you're visualizing this, right? And, like, Mm -hmm. could you imagine if you were driving down 109 or 27 and you saw three police cruisers, lights on in the CVS parking lot? Like, you would think someone was murdered. I, You know what I would think? I would think that um, there was a violent act inside the store. I would think... um, they nabbed a drunk driver. Mm-hmm. You know, you might need some backup. You don't know what you're walking into. That's you got to process some. You, there's work to do with right. that, right? I would not expect it to be um, wiffle mm-hmm. ball bat on a stop sign. Yes, by a 14 year old. Yes. So apparently, someone called and complained that someone was hitting street signs, and Medfield's finest rolled out. So Dan comes home and he's like, I go to pick up Will and he's talking to a police officer. And I was like, what? So it was complete overreaction based on the situation. However, as a parent, I love it. Because if my kid has to talk to a police officer for the the first time and learn how to be polite and respectful, I want it to be in a situation which was really dumb and innocent. And now Mm -hmm. he knows. And I said, I talked to him about it the next day. I said, you guys were doing something really stupid. I said did you like shit your pants when you saw the police cars, you know, driving into the parking lot? He said, yeah, they came in with the lights on. We thought it was for something else. We didn't know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, honey, 
they don't call this town Deadfield for nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens. Yeah. So if someone's going to call the police, they're going to come out and you're going to have to, you know, understand there's consequences to your actions. You don't, I don't know what they were doing was illegal necessarily, but it was disturbing someone. Yeah, it's a disturbing the bothersome. piece. Yeah. yeah, and and I said, just don't do stupid things, and then you don't have to worry about that, you know? Don't be a 14-year-old boy for crying out loud. <laughs> Identify as something else. For crying. <laughs> but I'm like, hey, if he's scared straight by this one incident, Interesting. <laughs> he's going to do other dumb things, of course. But you know what? Yeah. He, he like, now he knows. And yeah. he was very nervous. That's good, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Scared straight. So t- two um, small town themes kind of popped out as mm-hmm. you were telling that story. One, three police cruisers on one shift in this town of 12,000. I would think that that's the entire mm-hmm. on-duty force. Yeah, that's right? a good point. So maybe they had one floater. But uh, that's that's a super majority of, of your human capital yes. invested in a wiffle wall bat. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of salary to that respond is. to, you know. Oh, yeah. Not even, certainly not a, uh, it's not even a misdemeanor, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, move it along. Right, exactly. The other small town element that I picked up on is an adult dropped a dime on a kid. People that know me know that I can't just idly sit by mm-hmm. if something happens. It's uh, it's my cross to bear, Liz. <laughs> sometimes it's a great thing. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not. Like when Leslie and I lived in Davis Square at the end of the red line, it was packed. Yeah. And I remember one summer in two instances, I was sitting down, things packed. A pregnant woman gets on, on the train. I give it a two count to see if anyone in society is going to do it. And then I'm like, I abdicate, mm-hmm. give the seat. She says, thanks. And we move on. It's always me. So that rambling comes to this. If I were driving down the street, I would roll down the window and I would just say, hey, <laughs> bad idea or yeah. uh, knock it off <laughs> or I'll tell your mother, you know, it's something, just something kind of funny. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. You, can, you know, I would take care of it myself. I yes. wouldn't be like, the police will be notified. You know, <laughs> beep, boop, boop, boop. I would like, I'd love to hear that. I want to see, you know what? Your kid's going to be in the police log. That's good. Yeah. How, do, how do you write that up and not feel like fool like mm-hmm. taxpayers this is what we did with your money last right. night like you said it, it i mean it was an overreaction for sure and yeah. certainly not the most efficient use of police resources yeah every but, now and again know. every now and again there's a, a rash of break-ins in this town yeah like every four or five years you, the people down the street got nailed and like another house got nailed and it's like whoa okay everyone's on high alert mm-hmm. if you want to do that in this town all you need to do is uh have one of your friends with a wiffle ball bat <laughs> go to the CBS. The entire police. Force. Yeah, they're gonna. They're all. That's a code red. Mm-hmm. They're all coming out, and you can just smash all the windows down on <laughs> Green Street you want, right. and just help yourself. Maybe have a snack. You know, no one's coming. <laughs> that's crazy. Okay, you got. All right, see. we got one more. Let's see. Cable news. Yeah, cable news. Uh, I thought that this would be a nice kind of segue. Mm-hmm. This one's mine. We're so divided, right? And Mm -hmm. that's what we're going to get to in a minute. Like, why are we so divided? What's pulling us apart? And uh, I've been watching cable news, not to get my news, (laughs) 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 but to just watch this, like, it's a, to me, I'm just going to, I'm going to devalue cable news to a social experiment, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's not news, it's propaganda. Yes. Okay. And we all know that, but it's getting really, really ridiculous. And I want to just make fun of uh, Fox for, for instance. So anyway, I'm watching Tucker Carlson and this guy is the most smuggest guy Mm -hmm. in the world. And I just wanted to share how 
loud I laughed at the promo for his new Fox News special on cattle mutilations. Is it from UFOs? What? Yeah. Was that like a clickbaity type of thing? No, no, it's no? on TV. It's oh on. It's, oh Jesus! It's on television. <laughs> He's doing a whole like hour long special on cow mutilations that are done from outer space. <laughs> yeah, it, it's weird, right? <laughs> it's bizarre. <laughs> I do like to. I don't watch any cable news. I I go online to mm-hmm. get the news. I don't read a ton about politics. I do read a lot about the economy just because of what I do for a living and sort of knowing what's going on in the markets and what could affect that and and all of that. But it is very interesting to see the spin of the more conservative versus the more quote-unquote liberal media. Yeah. Well, then you go, you flip over, you watch Rachel Maddow crying on TV (laughs) as like results are coming in. Mm -hmm. You, You know, there used to be like journalistic integrity Right, right, like They're, Walter Cronkite. Oh, and, my you know? God. Could you imagine, like, Walter Cronkite, like, coming back? I think the world would be a better place. Yes. It really would. For sure. Full disclosure, on the political spectrum, I'm about two or three clicks to the right. I'm a conservative. I, I am Republican. Um, that doesn't mean I'm a lockstep, straight-ticket mm-hmm. voter, you know, by any means. My wife is a liberal. How liberal is she? Well, she's so liberal <laughs> that she donates money to the ACLU. Mm-hmm. And you guys have a wonderful marriage. Don't we? Yes. The yin Hashtag to my yang. Couple goals. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I will say to your point about where you stand politically, for years I was a registered Republican and a year or so ago I changed that to be a registered independent. Mm-hmm. And I would say my, um, I've always been socially progressive and fiscally conservative. And I would say that's still very true. I think I've gotten slightly more liberal in some ways, just Mm -hmm. based on some of the events that have taken place in our country. Um, But I say that because even at 48 years old, we can evolve, we can change, we can, you know, embrace other ideas. And, you know, as, as whether we develop you know, ourselves or we are raising our children, you know, it doesn't have to be a one size fits all for your entire life. No, it's, and it shouldn't be. I actually uh, was Republican when I was 18. I was mm-hmm. like, I can go vote. And I registered. And then uh, in around 2000 or something, I said, I'm just going to be unenrolled, as they yep. say, or independent. And then I, because I didn't like things about the party. Then I thought, you know what? Don't abandon the party. I mean, there's values in there. Maybe there's some Bible-thumping Southern mm-hmm. leadership that's kind of hijacking the party, but they're the fringe extreme. They're not the party. So go back to your party and work on it from within. Clean mm-hmm. up your own mm-hmm. side of the street. So that's where I'm at now. Yep. I'm trying to be one of those people. With this article that I found that you referenced earlier, enlightened for me was that, and the, the basically the gist of the article is that the more educated you are, the more closed-minded you seem to be. And mm-hmm. there's studies and, and all that that kind of back up that argument. And mm-hmm. what I found fascinating, and maybe this is me being closed-minded or me stereotyping, was in my mind, if you're well-educated, and I'm talking like, you know, you've got a college degree. I'm not saying Ivy League. I'm not saying you have a doctorate. So you've, mm-hmm. you've got a college degree that affords you certain opportunities in life. In mm-hmm. fact, college graduates earn over the course of their lifetime an average of $1.2 million more than someone who only has a high school diploma. So that's that's a pretty big deal, right? Sure. And with that comes opportunity, like traveling and experiences, you know, like going to Moab, like what you did. And just, mm-hmm. and so in my mind, you have access to things that should open your mind, right? Yeah. Instead of close it. Sure. 
So that's what I found most fascinating about this article. Well, let's get into it. We yes. both have a copy here. We I do. highlighted some things that were pretty interesting. Go yeah. Ahead. So just to, you know, scuttlebuds, just to kind of bring you up to speed here. Here's a quote from the article that says, highly educated Americans are central to the political polarization that is fracturing our country. They are less likely than the average American to communicate with people who don't share their views and more likely to view their political adversaries with hostility. Their views are often inaccurate and their political reasoning is often poor. Precisely the characteristics that education is supposed to counteract. Look at my sheet. Look what I highlighted. <laughs> we, we need to bring someone in here that has a different opinion than you and I do. <laughs> well, well, we are a little spaced out on this mm-hmm. on spectrum, but the yep. thing is we're centrists. That, yes. That's yes. that's what I if there's one thing I could try to work toward is is bring people on the on the, the fringes or the mm-hmm. the hardline left and the hardline right just the world doesn't work that way. Right. It's like compromise. Yes. You know, it's kind of like you know when you go to the gym and you have to hear shitty music like <laughs> No yeah. one likes it. Like, <laughs> God forbid you played ACDC because right. someone will hate it. Right. You know? Exactly. So we're going to listen to Creed. Creed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We all have to go, all right. I can tolerate it for my 45 minutes. Right. Good. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So do you want to go on? Yeah. How do you want to approach it? I feel like you could sort of read your excerpts out of it and we can stop yes. and go. Or? And one of the other things that I wanted to kind of call out in this article that I found really interesting. Mm-hmm. So there was a study done at Yale that focused on people's cognitive and academic skills when they think about political issues. So they took a group of people um, with better math skills. So they found that people with better math skills were more likely than others to solve a tricky math problem. But when they gave the same subjects a math problem with a political element, it involved the question of whether gun control laws affect urban crime rates. Conservatives who were good at math repeatedly got the answer wrong if the right answer showed that gun laws helped reduce crime, while liberals with strong math skills got it wrong if the correct answer showed that gun laws do not reduce crime. So something is simple. It's black and white math. Mm-hmm. It's right or it's wrong. Yep. But because in the back of their minds, their ideology was so ingrained, they got the answer wrong because they wanted the answer to be what validated their ideology. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's really <laughs> interesting. So yeah. they might have made personal choices on which factors, mm-hmm. which data was important and which wasn't as important. Exactly. Right? Like, exactly. So they got the answer that they wanted, but not the answer that was correct. Yeah. I can understand how the survey data can get so easily skewed amongst really smart people because everyone's pretty intelligent that we converse mm-hmm. with or if you're a talking head on TV, it's not you didn't get there for being stupid, right? right? But you do see these biased kind of reports in the media. You see political pundits spinning mm-hmm. things. Uh, having worked in public relations, <laughs> I know how to do that pretty well. You're in marketing, marketing yes. right? You're a professional liar mm-hmm. too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll convince you of anything. <laughs> I know. Well, I was thinking about this as I was pumping gas today. Back in uh, the week of January 25th, when Joe Biden assumed office. Mm-hmm. According to AAA, a gallon of regular gas was $2.39. According to the same source, today, it is Mm $3.93. Let's fast forward a week from now. Pretend that in this scenario, gas dropped 50 cents. Mm -hmm. A Democrat who supports Joe Biden, maybe even works for the administration, is going to tout that gas came down by 50 cents, right? Mm -hmm. But the opposition would say, no, it's still up $1.54. Mm-hmm. 
both people would be right, correct? Both people don't understand that gas is a global commodity. People with opposing viewpoints or, mm-hmm. or who are so polarized politically mm-hmm. will take that information, not dig any deeper and realize why gas prices are the way they are, yep. and praise whoever's the sitting president or criticize whoever's the sitting president, yeah. rather than digging deeper to find out really what's happening here. I've heard so many people say things like, the economy is tanking because of the last administration's decisions that are just coming to light now. Or if it's good and you don't like the president, it's because of so... Right. Everybody's full of shit. Completely. And they know, they, they like, I've been guilty of it. Mm-hmm. I've been guilty of... I used to tout some things, and I'm like, you know what? Let me actually go look that up. Yes, exactly. I've heard so many people, but that's what happens when you're in an echo chamber. You mm-hmm. you start believing the bullshit. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what either of those sides think because mm-hmm. it's the lunatic fringe that's talking. Yes. And on one side, you've got people that don't believe that polluting your air and your water has anything to do with you know climate change. Mm-hmm. And then you got the other side that can't even define what a woman is. Right. <laughs> So please tell me more experts. <laughs> tell me, tell me, you, you want to talk about economics? You mm-hmm. want to talk about global commodities? Sure, yeah, let's dumb it down for me, right. Einstein. <laughs> Rick, I feel like you're one of the few people that enjoys sitting down with people that might not agree with you mm-hmm. know, your stance on things, yeah. but you do it in a way to have a productive conversation, yeah. not to have a, a conflict. And I don't know a lot of people that are like that. Yeah, I, th- I find it fascinating mm-hmm. to, to meet people and hear their take. A couple of years ago, I was maybe public enemy number one mm-hmm. on the town Facebook group. Yep. Concerned citizens of Medfield, what are you concerned about? Right. right? Your house is a million dollars, right? Your kids are in one of the best school systems in the country. And you go on vacation four times <laughs> a year. So what if your neighbor doesn't put their trash cans away the second... Th- Trash truck pulls you know, yeah, down the street. Yeah, you you don't have real issues. Mm-hmm. So whatever you're um, trying to be concerned with is, is pretty trite. Agreed. So I, I didn't respect what I saw when I got there. It was just adults acting like kids, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have an acronym. It's Fiowin Whisper. It's fighting incessantly online with people uh, with no resolve, right? Yeah. It's just, yep. what's your point? Mm-hmm. What's your point? Go watch... Go watch a movie with your wife or right. go play catch with your kids. You're on the freaking internet, blah, 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 blah. So I was basically just satirically just shitting on everything. And there's people that will probably never think I'm a good person ever. But once in a while, there's somebody who you you tangle with. And mm-hmm. then, you know, you go offline. I'm like, dude, you want to go get a coffee? I'm like, sure. And then we meet each other. Right. Because intellectually, we saw this guy's better than this. And I feel like in but in situations mm-hmm. like like that, most people, if they're mm-hmm. having a conversation with someone they don't agree with, they're not really listening to what the other person is saying. They're just waiting for the other person to stop talking so they can pipe in with their opinion and tell that person why they are wrong. Yeah. And so, it just seems to be um, a battle of who knows more. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm angling. I'm playing chess here. I want to take the conversation. It's tug of war. I want to take it over here because my expertise and knowledge is is here. And yeah. And, and that's where I want to bury you mm-hmm. because I know you won't have a response that's intel- intelligible. Right. And the other person's like, I want to take you over here. It's not working, people. It doesn't no. solve any problems. In fact, it, it, it makes us depressed. It <laughs> makes us sad. It's. I used to call this town Perfectville. And then Donald Trump said, you know what? I, sh- I should be the president. Right. And um, the pendulum went way to the right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what happens when the pendulum starts swinging? The woke culture shows up way to the left. Right. And that's where we are. We were talking about earlier, it, 
how do we change this, right? So, like, again, we live in a really nice town. Our kids go to really good schools. Mm-hmm. They'll likely end up at half-decent colleges or, or better. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we prevent the generation we're raising from repeating the same the same scenario where, you know, they can't see beyond their own opinions. And is that, does that start in the classroom? Does that, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the answers. I do. Ooh, I have a lot of answers. Do. Liz. Please this do. Is why, <laughs> this is why I have a podcast. <laughs> All right. It happens at the dinner table. Ah. And they grasp like. Well, we don't get, we don't get political. Right. It's, you know, but we will mm-hmm. someday. It's like when, when Rosie met. Elizabeth Warren at the right. ballet. Yeah. All she needed to know as a 10-year-old girl is, this is Elizabeth Warren. She's a U.S. senator. There's mm-hmm. 100 of them. Yep. They run the country. She's kind of important. <laughs> Get a picture with her now. You don't know who she is, but in right. the future, you'll look back on this picture and you'll thank me. Yeah. Yeah. Do I like Elizabeth Warren? No. Mm-hmm. Not at all. I think she's... Well, I do. You know why? Because she's fun to, fun to watch. Like, she's... Yeah, she's, she's I mean, you do animated. gotta respect her where she got in her career, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. If you agree or disagree mm-hmm, with her, mm-hmm. and again, you know, you got a chance to introduce your daughter to a female U.S. Senate. That's a pretty big deal, sure. Um, in terms of just female role models, whether you agree or disagree with her politically, yeah. And now the right wing, staunch Republican mm-hmm. would have just kept walking, right? Say, That's the devil. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Yes, yes, yes. Let's talk about some of the solutions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're obviously promoting, engaging, increased interaction between members of opposing political tribes. But again, like, how do you do that? Like, how do you facilitate that? Is that at community level? Is that, again, you go to the school level and start introducing things? I mean, if anything, this, our school system is skewing way more to the left than it is even being centrist, mm-hmm. I think. So, which results in, which I have found, kind of a backlash to that. Oh, and yeah. why are we only being told, kind of taught one way or told one side of a story when there's two? And yeah. we're not allowed to kind of make up our own minds about where we sit. Yeah. So then you have that, mm-hmm. um, which that's going to lead to more closed-mindedness, right? Because... Yeah. That's being you're being told something is bad or not right or you don't have access to this information. Well, how come? And now I resent you for not providing me with an equal opportunity here. You know? Yeah. Again, like so earlier in the article, it's counterintuitive to the point of education, yes. right? Yep. Completely. So, well, I guess we can. Tra- one thing I find hypocritical in this town, mm-hmm. along the lines of what you're saying, is a um, lot of okay. I, I coined a phrase, and I'd like to share it with you. <laughs> there's a contingency, there's a population here that's sort of driving it. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to pull any punches. It is the woke white women. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, let's call them the WWW, the tri-dubs. <laughs> they're a sorority. They're a sorority. Right? What's, what's the Greek letter for W? Is there one? I don't know. Alpha, beta, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon, zeta, theta, kappa, lambda, nu, zeta, omicron, pi, rho, sigma, two, plus, five, chi, psi, omega. Sir. Oh. Oh, I was in fraternity. That's how I knew. How did you know? You were in a sorority. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I just taught you half of the things I learned in college. Right. <laughs> if I could remember our secret handshake, I would show it too, but I think yeah. I've forgotten that a long time ago. And you know, one of your sisters would hear this and go, No, I you violated secret. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> J board. <laughs> God, life was. I was talking to some kids that are going off to college mm-hmm. at the Starbucks while I was waiting for my 
half order of the drink right. I wanted. <laughs> Non-lemonade ice Yeah. Cream. And uh, I said, guys, enjoy it. Oh, it's the yes. best four years of your life. It really is. And I say that as, as a wife and a mother. <laughs> mm-hmm. I said, it's all downhill after that. <laughs> mm. No, it, it's great. The 20s are fun, too. But yeah, college, nothing beats it's, that. It's awesome. It really is. Yeah. Um, oh, so you were talking about the WWW story. Yeah, the, Sorry. W, the WWW, right? Mm-hmm. The, the tri-dubs. They've got an agenda. They, they, they're hardline left. Mm-hmm. They want to bring in the critical race theory. They want to promote the, the, the books that promote that stuff. And you know something? I'm not going to sit here and say, stop doing that. Right. It's horrible. Course. Yeah. I don't want my kids learning about race. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't want my kids to be tolerant of transgender people. Right. <laughs> like, you know, like mm-hmm. that's not me. <laughs> and uh, it shouldn't be you either no. at home. A lot of times, and this is like Trump's problem, right? Trump, some of Trump's policies were okay. Do I think that Trump was a good leader? No, he was boorish. He, right. He created all of his own problems. Yes. If he just shut the fuck up yes. and get off Twitter, you know, yep. and not be so divisive. Uncouth would be kind. <laughs> yeah, and and also like Hillary Clinton, she she was very divisive when she yes. was running. She made me feel, like, I think she called me a deplorable, mm-hmm. you know? like And it's stop, stop assuming that every Republican is a Trumper. I've been called a Trumper yeah. so many times, you know? In this town, I, I questioned the teachers' union, and people would label me anti-teacher. Like, no. Why can't you ask a question? What's wrong with asking a question? Yeah, What's yeah. wrong with raising an issue or saying, I have a concern about this? Yeah. What well, is wrong with that? Well, you want to know something? There's Okay, so we all too often in this town are being fed, you know, this... It's it's kind of propaganda, right? I mean, the books mm-hmm. and yep. and the speakers and the the posters and the signs, like the LB. I don't. I'm not even going to try to say that that alphabet right. acronym because it's always evolving. Like yes, yeah. You know what? Just why listen to a middle aged white guy? He's just a dick. But you should because I got some good advice for you. That's bad branding. Like you see the Nike swoosh, you know exactly mm-hmm. what what that's all about. Like your letters change all the time. It confuses us. We're not. We're just trying to make ends meet. We're right. hanging out with our family. I just want to play catch with my kid. I want to have sex with my wife 2.5 times a week. <laughs> Is that a good average? I don't know. Maybe yeah, that's for good. another. Okay, that's maybe for another mm-hmm. show we can get into. <laughs> Stay tuned, listeners. Some guys like, damn it, that's me. That's just He's crushing like, it. Mary, did you hear the things are having sex two and a half times a week? <laughs> uh, yeah, and no, my wife doesn't listen to the show ever. <laughs> That you bring up a good point because things, and it's fine that things are evolving, right? Because yeah. that's the society we live in. Mm-hmm. That leads to us being more accepting, people being more comfortable, embracing who they are. Yep. Fantastic. Yep. I need a beat, though, to catch up to what's evolving. And if I have some questions about it or, or I don't want to sound ignorant, and because I have a question so I can better understand it, I don't want to be labeled you know, a homophobe, a transphobe or whatever. I'm merely trying to be educated. So, and that's between being a wife, a mother, working full time, keeping my household running. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I am happy to be educated, but I need a minute to catch up. It is, but you know, if you ask a question, right, hard lefty or hard righty is going to be like, you don't know, right? Uh, get educated. That's what I'm trying to do. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like everyone yeah. just needs to tone it down. And yes. not everything's an attack. Yes. Exactly. Um, and I feel like, and we can get into this a little bit later, but um, when you get all in on one way, mm-hmm. like let's say you're on the right. Yep. I want all conservative values. I'm pushing for all conservative yep. values. If you're going so hard on that, 
you are also a byproduct of this is you're being anti-left. Completely. You're being anti-liberal. Yep. Because what you're doing is trying to mark out everything they do. You see it in politics all the time, mm-hmm. right? I always joke. I'm like, I, I would give up Mitch McConnell for Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> we put <laughs> yeah. them both on an airplane with a limited amount of gas yep. and just let it go over the Atlantic yep. Ocean and just know that they're not coming back. Right. right? <laughs> <laughs> and is everyone like, that's okay. Those people are horrible, yes, right? Like Mitch McConnell looks like a turtle. Yes. And Nancy Pelosi has been chewing invisible gum for seven years. <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> Right? I can't believe I she's mean, still alive. I can't believe that we, yeah. we as a relatively young progressive country keeps voting for senior citizens. Mm-hmm. No offense to the senior citizen, but you're not the sharpest people. You right. have cognitive decline, yes. mental decline. Hearing Look, loss. You yeah, know what I yeah. mean? You're not operating on all cylinders. <laughs> when your president is reading directional cues on the teleprompter... Yeah, look at the look on your face. You're, yeah. you're, you're like, you're like, oh, it is sad. Yep. It's like, who propped this freaking guy up to mm-hmm. be president? And the asshole before him. I mean, he's just, right. a, we don't. Why have, can't we do better? Like, why, <clears throat> why were those the best choices out of all the choices? I don't know. I still would like the, the Democratic Party, the party of inclusion, diversity, and all that stuff, to explain to me why the first thing they did was get rid of all the candidates that were women, black, and gay. Mm hmm. And what are you left with? A 78-year-old right. guy who likes to eat ice cream. <laughs> he looks good in Ray-Bans, though. He does, oh, he's, I do have to say he does look good. He hair, looks cool. The hair <laughs> slicked back. Yep. Yep. He does look kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I'll give him that. <laughs> I was like, I hope I look good at that age. I just hope I make it to that age. That's an accomplishment in itself. I'll say. Mm-hmm. I'll say. Hey, let's go meet some of our sponsors. Hey, Hi, this is Jim James from Park Street Books. Oh, that was just my segue. Now, oh. now I'm going to talk. <laughs> Only talk when Rick allows you to. Yeah. With me in the studio for this sponsorship segment, I have Rolando Perez from Perez Martial Arts and Jim James from Park Street Books and ParkStreetBooks.com. And I'm not going to lie to you, Scuttlebuds. We have a bromantic relationship that's been going on for a couple of years now. I love these guys. They're goodwill ambassadors for the town. I really believe that. And I thought that this show, when we're talking about all the disagreement and the divisiveness in town, I thought, you know what? I'm going to bring in the two nicest guys I know. And I, and I mean that. You guys are great. And what you do for kids and the community is wonderful. How's business going, Jim? It's going pretty good. Yeah, just keeping it going every day. What's the hot book right now? I would say for young kids, our best sellers are Jabari Jumps is still a, a hot seller, um, Lady Pancake and Sir French Toast, um, Bedhead Ted, um, huge seller. People give book banning a bad rap, but I would argue that some books need to be banned, and I have one for you. You sell it. It's called How Do Dinosaurs Say Goodnight? Are you familiar with that book? I am, okay. yes. Do you want to know why I think it needs to be banned? Yes, I'm all ears. Okay, and I'm and I'm an advocate for all the young parents out there with emerging readers that they read to at nighttime. These are also the same parents that are at wit's end with the nonsense questions all day long, right? <laughs> why is dirt brown? Why are carrots orange? And then you have to end your day with, how does a dinosaur say goodnight? I don't know. I don't care. They never say, they don't talk. Go to bed. I think it's a work of fiction though, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's this is not nonfiction. This Are you is, serious? Well, yeah, yeah. I'll have to, okay, I'll have to I'm, check, but uh, the dust jacket. But yeah, I think it's I think it's a work. You of call fiction. it a dust jacket? I call it a book cover. <laughs> Let's disagree on some things. People say you can't disagree with Jim. He's such a nice guy. We have a disagreement. It's called a book cover. Well, the same people who would say dust jacket might say transfer station instead of dump, or <laughs> or they might say wetland instead of swamp. 
Okay, semantics. Yeah. Another thing we disagree on. I am a big advocate for dog earing your books. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, a book cries every time you do that. <laughs> oh, it does? It does. Yeah. That's why we have perfectly good bookmarks. They're free. Mm-hmm. I can get you some, Rick. Okay, let's talk about so what got you into martial arts. Uh, well, I grew up in a rough neighborhood in uh, Liz- Port Elizabeth, New Jersey, basically getting picked on, bullied, things like that, because I've always been small. My sister got me into the martial arts, well, paid for my lessons. She got a part-time job to pay for my lessons. My family's immigrants from Cuba. We didn't have a lot of money when we first got here. Uh, so I did it just for self-defense and just to feel confident in myself. It sounded like you needed to keep practicing your martial arts because you couldn't block that knife that went into your chest. <laughs> I did get stabbed one time. That's uh, not a fun story. But Don't you walk around to show that scar and be like, check it out, Port Elizabeth 79. <laughs> You guys work all the time. You're always working. Yeah. So do you have a hobby? Yeah, I mean, I like to play some golf and stuff like oh. that. And, and kind of martial arts is my hobby. I think, like, my father-in-law is very good about that. He said to me, like, do you love your job? Like, yeah, I love it. He goes, that's not a job. Do you feel like it's a job? I mean, probably Jim doesn't feel like he has a job. His yeah. love of books yeah. and dealing with people and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So yeah. I don't feel like it's work. It's kind of fun. I get to hang out with a lot of cool families, watch kids grow up. This year we had three kids going off to college that I had since they were like six years old. So got to watch them grow up, and I can't wait to see what the what they do with the rest of their lives. And is that an emotional experience for you? <laughs> oh, for to sure. Say, to say goodbye to the the for kid sure. that you've had for ten yeah, years. Yeah, for sure. I get a little teary eyed when I say that because it's it's fun watching the kids grow up. Well, you guys are both big role models to a lot of people in town. Let's give the town and any small town that might be dealing with uh, people having differences and not being the most polite about it. What kind of advice would you have for that community, this community? I think there's going to be divided opinions anywhere you go. I I think we have more similarities than we do differences. We've got to look at what drives us all. And I think in Medfield, we all care about our children. We have maybe different opinions about what's best for our children, but you need to make compromises and you need to talk. It's never appropriate to attack somebody personally just because they have a different opinion. That's the beauty of life, like mm-hmm. like to be different, right? Uh, so I just think it's it's be kind to each other, right? We're all, like Jim said, all everybody in this town is, their kids are probably the most important thing. That's what the town's all about. Uh, but you're not always going to agree. That's why it's a democracy, not a dictatorship, right? So your opinion isn't necessarily going to be the law of the land, and you have to be able to accept that. But I think maybe it's a stress level of people these days that, you know, that it's kind of an anger management thing. Like you got so much going on that you don't have that patience for people that don't agree with you, maybe. Both of you guys offer an alternative reading and exercise. Two great things for mental health and just getting through it, right? Sure. Why do you support us? Well, I like you guys um, and you're... You really are genuinely good people. You bring some humor to what, as Rolando said, you know, the stresses. Um, sometimes listen to something that maybe makes you think a little bit differently or just makes you laugh. It, it can it can change your day, and, and you guys um, give a voice to that. I love to laugh. If you've ever taken one of my classes, we sweat, <laughs> smile, and learn at my school. <laughs> but I like, you know, the humor, the banter, the back and forth, and I want it to be good and anything I can do to help. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for joining us. I'm going to get back to the show with Liz. We'll see you guys real soon, okay? Rolando and I, we can't get out. We've tried all the locks. We've been here for weeks. It's like an escape room. Yeah. <laughs> he slides food turn, under turn the door. The yeah. <laughs> He's sliding food under the door right now as we speak. Please help. <laughs> I 
I think what's happening here is this town used to be so perfect. And then the left got organized. Mm -hmm. The left got organized. And in this town, the, 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 the group is called Medfield Together. You know people in the group. Mm -hmm. I yeah. know people in the group. I'm friends, friends with, people. with people in the group. Yes. Yeah. I have friends in it. I have acquaintance in it, acquaintances in it. And uh, sure, there's people that I just scratch my head and go, I don't know what planet they're coming from. Right. <laughs> well, what gets me is uh, oftentimes when you are all in on the left agenda as a conservative, I'm seeing this as an affront to some like you're trying to wipe out and eliminate any discourse. Right. And I'm going to use an example, and I wrote a letter to the editor of a paper a while back, where there's an open seat on the school committee, mm -hmm. and a woman from Brazil mm -hmm. who came to the United States not knowing any English, went to college, became a lawyer, yep. started her own started practice. Yep. She also is a uh, on the charitable side. She works with an organization that props up minority-owned businesses. And Liz, just for fun, she also does a charity where they raise money for kids that need prosthetic limbs. Oh. Apparently, insurance only covers like a peg leg, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and you need something a little more substantial, right? So that's where she comes in. Less than a week before the election, a white woman steps up and declares, I am not happy with the candidates that are running so therefore i'm doing a writing campaign she didn't tell us anything about mm -hmm. her platform or what she could do for the schools i was a volunteer you know i have kids here too great me too that yep. doesn't make me qualified Qualified. what are you going to do what's your idea what's mm -hmm. your plan all she provided was two things that were self-serving one she had a coloring contest where you know <laughs> print out this picture color it and show your support the other one was this is how you spell my name. Don't forget the K, you know, because hmm. that's important when you write someone in. It doesn't count if you misspell the name. Oh, got it, got it. And I'm like, okay. that's it, huh? So then we go into the weekend and the vote's like, you know, the next day. And I'm like, you're not even approachable. I can't access anything. I mean, right. so she's not someone you could have said, hey, let's have coffee with so I can better understand. Yeah, or when, when, are you, when are you going to put yourself out in the public, yep. you know? So mm -hmm. um, the, 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 the tri-dubs came out and supported her in full force. And my argument was... You guys are the, the, the cheerleaders for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm -hmm. Your doctrine says when someone of color steps in, you make room for them. You step right. aside. I don't personally totally agree with that. I still am a, a, a fan of may the best person mm -hmm. win. But this is your doctrine, yep. okay? And what you did is you just got in front of the person, and your organization was very impressive. I mean, over 700 people just out right. of nowhere voted for someone who didn't campaign at all. So With three days notice. And of those 700 stinks. people, mm -hmm. how many of those people do you think took the time to really examine what this writing candidate stood for versus what the other mm -hmm. minority female candidate stood for? Yeah. Are you suggesting there's a popularity contest going on, Liz? Perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll take it a step further. I, I'm going to call it out right now. This woman from Brazil mm -hmm. is also a Republican. She's yep. conservative. So this was an affront to the conservative mindset. Mm -hmm. We don't need that. We have four people on this committee that are all Democrats. We're all liberals. We make it very clear. You're like, right. you see it. You see like the disdain. I've, I've heard school committee chair referring to people as problematic. <laughs> you're, you're getting in the way. You're, 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 you're being disruptive. No, we're trying to have a conversation, conversation. here. And yes. you are stonewalling us. Right. And so like... Action reaction mm -hmm. here. You know? Right. I mean, you catch more flies with honey yeah. and vinegar. Right? That's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you have, you take you take something like the school committee and shame on me, I don't even know how many members are on the school committee. Five. So, okay. So mm -hmm. five members. Let's say there's four Democrats and one Republican or something. That's mm -hmm. not 
not I know and I know it's not a party type of election, but you're not able to come to it with a balanced point of view, I guess, if you're not allowing for those that have maybe just different opinions or thoughts or perspectives on things. Sure. And that's not a great way to run anything. No, you know? no, it's not. To your pendulum example. Yeah, yeah. I just want to bring it back to, mm-hmm. I, I want to be the big magnet mm-hmm. in the middle of, and just grab that pendulum yes. yep. and just keep it there, mm-hmm. keep it there. This groupthink issue in the echo chamber stuff is, uh, that's in this Boston Globe article is, is interesting. They yes. even use Boston and San Francisco as yes. two examples where it's really hot and heavy. Mm-hmm. Here's a guy named Adam Coleman. He's a black columnist and he says that uh, I just I'll just read the beginning here and then it gives the gist and we can talk from that okay mm-hmm. okay it says America's supposed racial divide has a class element that we are all supposed to ignore but for the past two years I couldn't ignore the number of media outlets and supposed intellectuals who have discarded the legitimate concerns of the middle class because they the elite supposedly know what's best for us and our children the anti-racism movement has come to Main Street, and no one asked for its arrival. <laughs> I could not agree more. Yep. Medfield, Massachusetts is a prime example of what he's talking about right there. Mm-hmm. Again, tri-dubs. You, you have big hearts, and you got big brains, okay? Yes. But you are not listening. You are not compromising. You are hell-bent on doing it your way. Big turnoff. You're not getting buy-in? Like, you're coming in heavy. You're preachy. Yeah, I just yes. think that there's consequences while i'm sure unintended that need to be recognized absolutely did you ever read the book how to be an anti-racist no by would you recommend Ibram? It? no well yes 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 i would mm-hmm. did i like it no mm-hmm. but yes i would recommend it because it's the hot book it's like the bible of of the left woke stuff okay. it's there's things in it that I just wasn't going to digest anymore. Mm-hmm. Like when you call the Republican Party the party of white supremacy, I'm out. You, yeah. you, you, sir, professor at Boston University, <laughs> author who sells a million books, right? You're selling the books to the people that are drinking your, your Kool-Aid, right. you know? You're preaching to your choir. Uh, then there's the anomalies. There's the guys like me mm-hmm. who are like, what's this all about? I'm, I'm That's inter- the minority I, for yes, sure. I care enough. And that's why I think I have the street cred to mm-hmm. lean into this stuff because I do read, I do yep. show my daughter, uh, this is Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. You know, I do these things. I was, I was working on a campaign up in New Hampshire for the mayor of Manchester, Mayor Baines. He was number two Democrat in the state behind at the time Governor Gene Shaheen. We were at his house. John Kerry was there. Mm-hmm. I'm shooting. I'm, I'm cooking hot dogs with John <laughs> Kerry, right? And I'm a Republican. I liked this guy. Yes. I liked Mayor Baines. He was good. He was uh, really cleaning up the downtown, making mm-hmm. it vibrant and cool. And we had a new civic center and everything was cool. And, and he- that doesn't matter if he was a Democrat or Republican. Not That's, at all. Yeah. He was doing something positive. He was doing something that was important to you. And it didn't matter. But to your point about re- labeling the Republican Party the party of white supremacy, mm-hmm. that's how you that's how you you turn people into extremists, right? Like yeah. with that sort of like over the top labeling and propaganda, that's going to get us nowhere back to the middle. That no. is just going to fuel the divide. No, and uh, I've learned to just quickly put them on my blacklist of people mm-hmm. I listen to because that's that's hate speech as far yeah. as I'm concerned. It's no different than when a political person compares the other candidate to um hitler Hitler, yes or or they're like this plan reminds is reminiscent of the holocaust yeah now you don't need to be jewish to be 
totally offended. offended by that because you know what you know what you can compare it to the Holocaust. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Nothing compares. Read Night by Ellie Weisel and tell me that this guy's tax plan is anywhere near (laughs) that. And those people are all around us, Mm -hmm. you know. And that's the one thing that uh, some people are taking the kids out of the schools. Yeah. Because of this. And uh, my wife and I, you know what we say? We say, you know, no, we're not bubble. That's bubble wrapping. That's, yeah. There's a, more variables. I like the idea of like, hey, you know what? While you guys are doing your, your diversity equity stuff, mm-hmm. my kid's learning STEM. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. so we're going to stay over there. Yes. I respect that. But um, as far as like I want to shelter my kid from this, you know what? The, the world out there, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. You, I want my kids to be raised to just kind of go, uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep, yep. I mean, I'm a Gen X older guy, so this is coming at me a little harsher right my kids are gonna be like "Eh, okay well and that's that's a great point too is that our kids are growing up organically in a world where they see things that we really didn't see very much growing up I didn't know anybody that had two moms or two dads or who was openly gay or transgender or anything but our kids see that it's just the fabric of their life and I feel like thankfully and maybe being naive here Mm -hmm. they are just yeah this is just the world why would I not like someone because of something why would i think something was weird because of something like this is their world yeah so i don't know quick little story time mm-hmm. the other night i was watching tv before bed with my son charlie on the couch and he still snuggles up next mm-hmm. to me eight year old boy i know <sighs> chubby cheeks too you know like little, <laughs> yes um we're watching nailed it oh <laughs> yes <laughs> okay you know the show yes. right Scuttlebuds. It's a show where three amateur <laughs> bakers <laughs> compete with each other to recreate this beautiful eclectic blend of culinary mastery, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so this particular show was very woke. And mm. I'm like, okay, you know what? You guys can do the show and you can make the show whatever you want. Yep. It's your show. And I can change the channel because you know what? I want to escape. Right. And uh, it doesn't make me racist that I don't want to see cupcakes of Harriet Tubman and the first African-American woman astronaut. And mm-hmm. there's three... oh, I think I saw that episode. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it, it was, they had to replicate three cupcakes of- Depicted. Depicted, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, three influential black women. Mm-hmm. It's great. Great, great topic. I just, you know, we're going to bed in five minutes. We're we don't right. need a lesson here. I just wanted to watch something fun. One of the candidates was a black woman. Well, she was transgender. Mm-hmm. She was uh, clearly, as you and I would see, a traditional woman, right? Mm-hmm. But she had a goatee. Okay. And I didn't even feel like saying anything about it. Right. But my son is observant. And he says, Daddy, is, is that a woman? And I said, well, she identifies as a man. And she was born a woman. Mm-hmm. But now you can do things to change your gender so so she is what we call transitioning mm-hmm. and you know what he said he says oh exactly <laughs> that was it yep you because you explained it in a very logical at his level yep you know way mm-hmm. and you're his dad so he trusts what you're saying and okay cool yeah <sighs> liz how do we end this show <laughs> <laughs> I'm exhausted. I am too. I just, we just let it all out. We did. I think at the end of the day, Scuttlebuds, we all need to embrace a more open mind when we come to the table to have conversations with people that might not be, you know, like-minded with us. Mm-hmm. You come to hear and listen. You don't come to wait and respond. Yeah. That's, that's my that's, advice. That's nice. You're going to ask your question and, and you know, you're going to get an answer. Maybe you'll be enlightened. Maybe you'll exactly. be surprised. Like, oh, shit. No, I didn't. Good point. Hmm. You know what? I get that when I do have the one-on-ones with people. I was wondering about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, for example, when I wrote that letter to the editor, mm-hmm. 
a former school committee member emailed me lambasting me. Mm -hmm. How dare you attack this person? She's a volunteer. She's just trying to help the community. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I always go to my voice of reason, my wife. I'm like, Leslie, read this. I mean, well, she also... Re- nothing's leaving this house <laughs> unless Leslie's <laughs> yeah. condoned it. Yeah, after like five or six infractions on the Facebook, <laughs> she's like, maybe I should proofread your your mm-hmm. material. I don't. I know you need to talk, but so she's she saw the the letter and just thought, yeah, it's all sound arguments. You know, you make good points, Rick. And um, and so I said, well, then read this email. She goes, okay. Oh, well, you know, I'm like, how do I respond to that? Mm-hmm. She's like, you. Uh, Invite her for a phone call or a coffee, you know? And it was this email to you, was it coming from a place of logic or emotion? Well, both. Okay. I mean, I didn't totally agree with her logic. Yep. But it's logic. Mm-hmm. See, I can say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also figured, like, I don't hate this person. Like, right. no, I never right. I never voted for you. And um, mm-hmm. I don't like how you always voted lockstep with the other four. You know, that's not leadership in my opinion. Yep. But um, yeah, you're doing this. I don't want to do it. Like, yeah. that's a thankless job. So um, I just sent her a short one-line email. Like, yeah, I, I read your email and, um, I, you know, I've given it some thought. If you'd like to have a conversation, here's my phone number. Mm-hmm. Or we could go out for coffee. I'm free Friday, 9 a.m., blue moon. Mm-hmm. She's like, let's do the phone call. And so we set it up and we talked for an hour and 20 minutes. Wow. And we found a lot of common ground and we I found bet. a lot of problems with the school committee mm-hmm. that we both shared. Interestingly inter- enough, like someone on the inside was like, I'm right. out, you know? And you, I mean, she could have just read your article and been like, what a dick. Yeah. And you could have just read her email and been like, whatever. Yep. And completely ignored it. But instead, you took that extra step and now you guys have mutual respect for one another and maybe each of you walked away with a a different perspective. Mm. Well, I don't know if she's going to respect me for uh, <clears throat> using this as an example. <laughs> <clears throat> but I left out the names, and there's plenty of former school committee members, yes. right? So so you can't really chew on that. Well, I'm tired. Yeah. We Scuttlebutt, did. thanks for sticking with us on this one. <laughs> yeah. I, well, you know, sometimes it's. I think we need to just hit pause, and uh, I kind of feel like, this is something to talk about because everyone's thinking about it. Yes. Everyone's, and I really wanted to talk, I guess the takeaway is when you're extreme left, your, your byproduct is anti-right. Mm-hmm. And when you're hard right, you're anti-left. Yeah, exactly. It exactly. Goes both, and I mm-hmm. see that this town changed mm-hmm. and there is no yin to that yang. Yeah. The, the, like, because no one wants to, no one, I just. Well, what would the, I mean, the yin would not be very welcome. You know what I'm saying? Like if there was something, a different type of organization that wanted to be more balanced, I guess I don't feel like that's embraced. I, yeah. Do you I know am, what I'm saying? I'm not advocating for the right. I'm advocating for the middle. For the middle. Exactly. With that said, mm. scuttlebuds, <laughs> I'm going to go take a nap. We've given you enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also if you uh, like what you heard, <laughs> Share the podcast with a friend. You can catch us on Spotify and iTunes and anywhere else cool podcasts are found. Coming up, that sex episode. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta work on this. All right, guys. See you later.